Mike check, Mike check, one, two, no, just joking. Hey, this is Jeremy Jensen. This is our first episode of the What Men Want podcast here in Houston. And my first guest, uh, I posted him last week and I got over 40 DMs from people that that know Adam Greer. Uh, he's single, he's social, he's always on the social scene here in Houston. Happy to have you, Adam. What's going on, man? Hey, Jeremy, what's up? Thanks for having me. Glad to be here. Absolutely. Uh, recording live right now from your house. Yep. Uh, brand new construction is this Lazy Brook, Timber Grove. What area is this called? Timber Grove, kind of the west part of the Heights. Yeah, man, it's super nice. Um, and, you know, truthfully, I didn't even know that this little complex existed. So, man, congratulations. So, Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, so, I, you know, I'm probably anticipating about half an hour, maybe 40 minutes this morning. Uh, it is morning, and uh, <laughs> I haven't personally had anything to drink. And Adam's in his workout gear, so I don't think he's had anything to drink as well. But, uh, but let's go ahead and kick it off, man. Tell us a little bit about... You know, you, your career, your relationship status, how old you are, and we'll kind of kick it off from there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, as you said, Adam Greer, I'm sure I know a handful of people that are listening to this. Um, I don't know if that's good or bad, but uh, yeah, 41, um, single, um, never been married, no kids that I'm aware of. Nobody's asked, you know, come, come to me. <laughs> but um, yeah, and then I've Kind of you and I are in a similar field. I do recruiting, uh, primarily in the accounting and finance space. Um, had my own firm for a little over five years. The boring space. Yeah, not, yeah. exactly. <laughs> the ones that work with the nerds. No, I'm just kidding. If you're an accountant, you're probably awesome. But um, <laughs> no, it's, I enjoy it. Um, I love the freedom and flexibility I have of having my own business. And, um, you know, it's a grind and it can be stressful at times, but it's very rewarding too. No, I totally get it. So first of all, man, I didn't know you were 41. I probably thought you were like 35, 36. You look incredible. Botox. <laughs> I think that's where I actually met you at a Botox event oh, yeah, one maybe. time. I was a guest. I didn't participate. I'm one of the very few that's over 35 uh, that's still resistant on getting Botox. My friend Stu Renfro is trying to uh, twist my arm and getting it done all the time. I think he gets a lot of things. <laughs> but anyways, hey, man, first question I got to ask you. Uh, because I'm sure you get it all the time. Why is Adam Greer single? Oh, million dollar question. <laughs> um, I wish I had a million dollars every time somebody asked me that. Uh, you know, I just haven't met the right person. You know, I'm not going to settle. I think uh, luckily I, I read a statistic recently that a guy over 40 may have survived his first couple divorces. So I guess that's a, a win-win on my end. But um, no, really, I just um, I enjoy meeting new people and I am pretty social, but it's never been a major, major priority. Um, but uh yeah, I'm, I'm excited about the time that it does happen. Absolutely. Ha have you have you ever been close? I mean, have you ever bought a ring? That's probably a better question. No, I haven't. Um, you know, surprisingly, I've been I've dated some people long term. Mm -hmm. um, it's been a number of years. I actually haven't dated somebody seriously probably in about four years. Oh wow! Um, so it has been a little bit of time, but uh, like I said, it's not been a major major priority. Um, not that I don't care. Um, and when I do meet somebody, I do like to give my all to them, but, uh, yeah, just, yeah, no, that makes sense. I mean, kind of what I'm hearing, what coincides with the last long-term relationship and you starting your business. I mean, really the last four or five years has been you focused on creating a business that you can be proud of to create long-term financial freedom for you and your future family, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, so, that's been a, that has been a focus, um, that, um, uh, People may know this, but I'm very involved in the charity circuit, do a mm -hmm. lot of different events. Um, and so I've really stepped that up quite a bit in the last five or six years. Um, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, see you at those events all the time. That's incredible. <laughs> so uh, second question, man. Um, 
this was an exercise that I went through whenever I was actually going through marriage counseling three, four years ago. And um, I definitively know what my love languages are. I know how I give. I know how I receive. Have you ever been through that exercise? Do you know what your love languages are? Absolutely. Give us some insight into that. Yeah, yeah. So my, my number one, um, to, I guess, to receive really is going to be, uh, well, the two top ones are going to be physical touch and words of affirmation. That's <laughs> the same exact as yeah. me. So, yeah. you know, it's funny. I don't need someone to sit there and tell me, hey, you're great. You're awesome. I really like you. But what makes a difference to me is if I get a morning text, it's just like, hey, good morning. Hope you have a good day. And it's assuming it's kind of earlier in the day. Mm -hmm. It just makes me know that that person is thinking about you. You know, you're somebody that uh, obviously they care about things Mm -hmm. like that, but Mm -hmm. that will make, that can actually make my entire day. Something as simple as that. So, so it's easy for guys to say that, but one of the complaints that I've heard from my friends that are girls is the guys don't, they don't do that. Is that something that you do when you're interested? So ironically, a lot of people don't always have the same give and receive, Mm -hmm. but my two gives are going to be physical touch and, you know, words of affirmation as well. Really being able to share, tell somebody how I feel about them. And, uh, you know, then if I'm interested, if I like them, you know, I do my best to let them know that. So, well, at the same time, also, uh, as I've gotten older, try to be kind of somewhat cognizant of the fact that, you know, you don't want to push it too hard. Too Absolutely. Hard. I think that's one thing that's like changed over the last probably five to 10 years is, is, you know, in the olden days, right. When we were in our twenties, I'm 37, <laughs> uh, when we were in our twenties, right. Like a girl almost wanted us to be like in their face, very intentional yep. follow up, you know, uh, want to get serious and fast track it very quickly. And now I feel like that tends to scare a lot of girls off, especially in that kind of 26 to 34 demographic. Wouldn't right. you agree? Yeah, I would say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I've seen that a little bit and you just have a lot more people that are more independent. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, which is fine. Also, people I think are settling down a little bit later now mm-hmm. because you know can and of course don't put aside the fact that there's all these dating apps. So there's so many options. Out oh, there. there's always <laughs> something better, right? Absolutely, got to keep the Grass guys that are That doesn't always be the case. Though. Yeah, I've found that that's not always the case as well. But you know, I think fortunately, uh, you know, me personally, even if somebody that we're potentially exploring a dating relationship. Uh, if it doesn't work out, I, I try to keep those individuals as friends, right? Yep. You know, because uh, if nothing else, you know, we know that we like each other. We know that we love spending time with one another. And it doesn't always need to be sexual, right? In order for uh, us to have fun with one another. And who knows, right? Once they're ready, once I'm ready, once you're ready, right? Two, three, four years down the road, you can always circle back and Absolutely. kind of rekindle those flames, right? So um, let me ask you another thing, man. There's so many different qualities that women have, right? You know, they, they can have an amazing career. They can have an amazing social life, right? They can be very beautiful, live a very healthy lifestyle. There's so many different facets. Is there like maybe two or three things that you definitively say like, hey, these are probably like the most important things that I look for in a partner? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think, you know, I look at the way somebody carries himself. Do their words match their actions? You know, um, you know, we were just talking a little bit earlier about people that kind of post on social media and, you know, they, they (laughs) post a certain way and then they try to act a certain way in person. Um, you know, so, I mean, I think character and just how they carry themselves is going to be important. I do like somebody that's probably on the social side. They don't may not, may not have to be as social as I am, Mm -hmm. but, um, you know, I like somebody that still loves to enjoy going out and being out and about. I'm not talking about going out every Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, getting out on the weekends, but at the same time can enjoy a time, you know, in as well. Um, and then of course I also, 
I tend to live a little bit more of a healthy lifestyle. So I do like, um, you know, someone that maybe enjoys that, you know, we can cook together. Um, they enjoy eating clean, things like that, mm -hmm. which is what is important to me. So absolutely. So, so I'm going to call you out yep. for a quick second, right? Because you said social, healthy lifestyle, Adam, like it's very clear. You're in the gym probably what? Five, six days a week. Yeah. Um, you didn't mention looks. You didn't mention, right, fitness, abs, whatever the case is, right? Are you just being politically correct or, or <laughs> I mean, are I these think, things like super No, I'm glad, I'm glad you asked that. I mean, yeah. obviously, you've got to be attracted to the person. Okay. There are people, I've dated people that are, you know, as weird as it sound, says, sounds to say, you know, super thin. I've dated people that maybe aren't as thin as others. Mm -hmm. um, it's not about somebody being perfect. It's just it, how do they carry themselves? Are they active? You Understood. Know, everybody yeah. kind of has a different body style. Um, so, you know, they don't have to be that perfect, you know, certain size or certain weight or okay. have a certain look as mm -hmm. far as they've had all this plastic surgery done or whatever. You know, I just, you know, character and personality makes somebody to me so much more beautiful. And that says I've gotten older. Like if you would ask me what I look for at 25, <laughs> I would have, I would actually describe the body to A hundred percent. Now that I'm in my forties, yeah. it's more about, you know, you're going to live life with this person. It's yeah. all about the character and personality and just enjoying life. Now, That's incredible. With yeah. that said, I wouldn't, I couldn't date somebody who's like super lazy. Mm -hmm. Like they got to be active. Mm -hmm. You know, I like somebody that can go in the gym. Do we have to work out together? No, I've never really actually had that. Mm -hmm. Would I enjoy it? Sure. Um, but you know, as long but if as she's they, at spin and you're putting weights yeah. or, or, you know, hundred yeah, she's jogging the bayou and, and you're sitting there in the gym with your headphones on, yep. you know, uh, yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And so you said, um, active, you said lifestyle, you said somebody's, um, aura, I forget the word that you use, but the word that I've heard that commonly used as is really like their energy, right? Like what energy are they putting off? Sure. Right. And so are they confident? Are they social? Do they, do they, does it, do they seemingly, um, like believe in themselves and are in love with themselves and happy right. with where they're at in the evolution of their, uh, like personal journey. Right. So I think that that is something that's super, super important. Well, good. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. Uh, let me ask you this, man. So you said you haven't really been in a serious, committed, long-term relationship in about four years. Um, what's the longest relationship you've ever had? And, and, and here's the, the million-dollar question. Why did it end? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <laughs> kind of unique story. I, I met someone through a friend when I was 30, and she was actually 41. Oh, wow. So we were quite a few years apart. Um, mm -hmm. And we actually, a friend of ours introduced us just because she had recently gone through a divorce, and mm -hmm. she actually had a few kids, and um, said, you guys are similar, you know, similar in a lot of areas. Y'all live in the same areas. I was living in the gallery at the time. And, mm -hmm. uh, anyway, we became friends and kind of started dating each other. We dated off and on for a couple years, um, but, you know, she had a little bit different lifestyle than I did. She was uh, very, very, very successful. Um, very early on mm -hmm. and just as much money as she had, she was kind of an unhappy person, mm -hmm. um, unfortunately. And mm -hmm. I just, it just kind of wears on you after a while. You're, I mean, people talk about money won't buy happiness, but it's like, um, I've, know, I've, 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 I've found that it can buy a lot buy of a lot. happiness. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> it can definitely help in a lot of areas. Sure, sure. But, yeah. Um, you know, she just, there was areas of her life, I think that were, you know, she was trying to figure out and yeah. so it just really wasn't. At the, at the end of the day, wasn't the right time. There was a lot of moving parts. Yeah. Um, so I, we just, we kind of decided to be better off with friends. It's yeah. really in bad. Um, it's not somebody I've actually seen in, mm -hmm. a, in a number of years, but. Uh, no, I totally understand. And, and there's two things that I kind of heard in that experience here 
that I can personally relate to. Um, the first one was, is, you know, post-divorce relationship, right? You want to jump into something real quick because, you know, if you're in it, like me personally, I was in an 11 year relationship. I was married for nine years and, you know, divorced about two years ago. And I remember that first relationship I jumped into, it was with the young, the hot, that way, whenever I walked into a room and everybody saw me with her, just like everybody saw her with you, right? It was, holy shit, like she upgraded, right? Jeremy upgraded, right? And so you tend to try to to force things whenever you're not truly healed. And, and, And that's really what it sounds like is she hadn't really explored, you know, the reasons that contributed to her divorce and, um, you know, her own deficiencies in relationships and her outlook. And, you know, it sounds like she was like super focused on creating a very sustainable, successful career. And, and now at the next phase of her life, she needed to do some self-reflection, right. To figure out how can I translate that success in my career to my personal life? So, Hey man, I know she's a lot older now. It sounds like 52, <laughs> uh, but might be time. She might be healed now, but anyways, I think but, she actually ended up back with her ex. Oh uh, which man. Is, uh, which kind of surprised me, but yeah. hey, hey, more power to you. The other thing that I heard, and so I'm going to call you out. Usually I'm calling out girls is you said you were 30. Right. And so for whatever reason, when we turn 30 and we're single, we're never been married, no kids. Like that's the age where we're like, okay, I need to put on my big boy pants. Right. Like I need to get in a relationship. I want to have a family. I want to build a house. I want to, you know, do all that. And so it kind of sounds like, you know, you saw, you know, hey, maybe I can fast track it a little bit. Obviously, she was beautiful. Right. She was successful. She'd done it before. She built the roadmap. And and so you could fast track those years that that most people might, you know, spend five, six, seven years saving up for a down payment on a house. Right. Trying to have a family. She kind of already had like uh, uh, Adam adult life in a box in a package on day one. So uh, man, more power to you for having the uh, humility and the discipline to say, hey, this is unhealthy. Right. I'm going to go and explore something that's that's going to create lasting uh, uh, stickiness and yeah. gratitude in my life. So well, awesome. a lot of people gave me grief about it because she happened to start a very successful company here in Houston. So, oh, yeah, hey, man, <laughs> hey, dude, I'm sitting in your house right now and I'm telling you, you're, you're doing all right, brother. All right. There's an X5 in the garage and we're sitting in a brand new fucking place. So you're good, bro. Uh, well, good, man. So tell me another story. I love stories, by the way. And if you're going to get some water, get me some too, if you don't mind. Um, and so like me personally, um, I know that I've been on dates where I've been like super optimistic, right? It's somebody that I've followed on Instagram for a few months. It's somebody that I've like known friends of friends socially. And I build up this dialogue in my head of what this date is going to go like, right? And how she's going to be. And I'm like super optimistic. And then like, you go on the date and it's like flat, right? Tell me about the last time where you went on a date where it was somebody you were super excited about. I don't want to hear names, please. Nope. Um, but uh, but then like, how did she lose you? Maybe maybe she got drunk. Maybe she was way too vocal. Just give me some insight. Like, where did she lose you? Because I want to like give our listeners some insight into how to lose a good guy in ten drinks. You know? <laughs> well, definitely won ten drinks, but there was a few of them. Um, you know, actually not too, too long ago, um, someone approached me at an event that I was at and, um, we knew each other through just social media. Um, and we had mutual friends. So again, she approached me, um, 
and you know which was which was nice and we we said hi and um by the end of the evening um we had kind of chatted a little bit got to know each other a little bit and she was like hey we should you know we should get together and i'm like yeah sure let's let's do that let's let's go out so we had planned to go out probably this was in you know middle of the week and we were going to go out the next weekend and uh, i think we had planned for like a saturday where she text me and she's like, Hey, I have some friends are in town. Let's mm-hmm. go out on a Friday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, will you meet us? So we met over in the River Oaks. Dinner. Dude, I love those love by it. the way, when it's like, Hey, I'm with my friends, yeah. come meet us because the expectations aren't as high. Right. It's just right. us being social. It's maybe not even necessarily a date. Absolutely. And ironically, yeah. when I showed up, I actually knew the two friends she was with. Um, <laughs> oh, you so know, everybody that, that did. Was, yeah, yeah. That was, I had met them before and mm-hmm. didn't know them well, but uh, anyway, so we kind of chatted and um, you know, me personally, I, you mentioned you like that. I don't always love that because you can't always get to know that person okay. as much, uh, you know, especially if this is some people that she doesn't see very often. So she was really trying to catch up with them as sure. well because they were in from, you know, they, I say out of town, they were from the Woodlands. <laughs> out of so, town, I mean, man. Maybe Conroe. That would be a little bit further. Basically <laughs> South Dallas. But um, anyway, she uh, by the end of the night, though, she just literally, it's like she couldn't get out of there quick enough. Okay. And I ended up asking her later about it. And I said, listen, hey, was it? Something I said, and you know, you're just not interested. No big deal. Like I'm an adult. Tell me. And she's like, honestly, I just got a relationship, and I just I'm not really ready to go out with anyone mm-hmm. yet. And then, of course, then I was like, well, why did you approach me about sure. that? You yeah. know. So that was, I guess, that may not have completely answered the question you're asking, but that was more of a recent. No, know. it it 100% answered the question that I'm asking because what it showed me is that it's really all about timing. Yep. Right. And and I think one of the things that we need to do as humans is be very self-aware and understand where we're at in that evolution of being single, right? Because, you know, I say right now, you know, I got separated three years ago. I've been divorced two years. Mm-hmm. Like if I would have met the same girls that I'm meeting now two years ago, right? I was a shitbag, dude. I was trying <laughs> to like take them back to the house, hook up yeah. and that's it. But now I'm looking for a serious, committed relationship, yep. you know? And so, you know, with that being said, that's what it showed me is like, you're absolutely ready, right? And it doesn't mean that she's a bad human, but good for her for recognizing that she's not necessarily there yet. And yeah, so, no, there, there were no hard feelings. I mean, yeah. I, you know, it just, it just threw me off a little bit. It's like, why approach me yeah. and push that if, if you knew, hey, I just just got out of a relationship. I'm yeah. still trying to, I don't even know they were trying to work it out. Anyway, she's a great person. Um, and uh, I've seen her since, and uh, we said hi and plenty yep. of trees. But uh, yeah, that's keep that in touch, man. Keep in touch. You know, <laughs> for, I think in the in the moment you kind of like okay, that turns you off a little bit. But then yeah. you kind of have to step back and say, hey, I respect the fact that you were really open about yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Just it was kind of the way the date went or the night went that it was like having a great time, great conversation, and then all of a sudden it's almost like when someone has too much to drink and they just kind of shut off or they just oh, yeah. go to a different level. 100%. Um, and it wasn't even that. I don't. She wasn't really overly um, drinking. It was mm-hmm. just all of a sudden it's like no conversation, kind of ignoring mm-hmm. and like, okay, I got to – and then she was texting one of her girlfriends like, hey, her girlfriend came picked her up. So yeah. Like, all right, well, that's no big deal. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully it's no hard feelings, man, because, you know, there's a rule of thumb. And I think that it, it says that – when you get out of a relationship, however many years you were together with that person, there should be at least two months of being like 100% single, don't even try to be in a relationship. So so like that that four-year relationship you were in, right? Or what, how long? Up and on, a couple of years. So let's say two years, then, then the rule of thumb is four months. 
do some soul searching, yep. self-exploration. Me, I was at 11 years, right? So I should have been 22 months without trying to explore relationships, yep. right? And so ladies, if you're talking to a guy, he's super recently divorced, you want to know if he's serious, ask him how long he was with his ex. And, and I think that that's going to really help contribute to whether or not he's serious about uh, moving on. And, and, and again, if he says that he is, and then you end up getting played, hey, it might necessarily not be his fault because... He didn't know the rule of thumb, yep, right? Absolutely. He didn't. He wasn't self-aware, and so, um, so, anyways, well, good. Thanks for sharing that. Absolutely. So, let me ask you another one, man. Yeah, man. So, I've been on some fun, amazing, incredible dates. Um, I've met some of my most incredible friends. Give me some insight into maybe one of like the funnest dates that you've ever ever been on. Oh gosh, I mean, I know I've had a <clears throat> had a few of them. You know, I'm a I like dates where you can certainly have time to interact and talk. Like I, I know back in the day, it seems like everybody did. Let's go to dinner and a movie. Yeah. You know, to me, I'm like, why would you go to a movie <laughs> on a first date? Because yeah, it's yeah. like you're just sitting there. Mm-hmm. And I know people were like, oh, we can cuddle up and get close. Okay, well that's great. But the reality is, you don't. Really, by the end of the day, you really don't know that person. Sure. You mm-hmm. know. Um, I'll tell you a couple of the dates. Um, you know, places I, I love to go is I'm a big Astros fan. Okay. I'm a diehard Astros. Fan. Actually, going to the game tomorrow with nice. some friends. But um, I love going to those games because, and I don't expect the person to be a diehard Astros fan like me. And, you know, I like to watch and pay attention, but also mm-hmm. love to give, you know, my attention to that person as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, whether or not they understand baseball or really understand the game a lot, you know, being able to explain that is always fun to me. <laughs> um, but but uh, you don't mansplain though, right? No, 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 okay. no, no. Yeah. Just make sure that they, they, they're able to follow it and at least enjoy it. But, you know, those are fun. Um, to me, because you're you're out and about, um, you're in a you're in a big crowd. You, mm-hmm. There's a lot of energy going on, um, but it's also, I mean, probably selfishly, it's something I love to do as well. You know what? Another thing that it gives you insight to is how they interact with people that they don't know. Sure, right? Because somebody could be super comfortable and confident around their group of friends that they've had for the last eight years. But when you're like jammed in and packed with strangers, right? When you're in lines with people that are cutting you, right? When you're waiting potentially five, 10 minutes to go to the restroom, it gives you insight into their true integrity and character, I feel like, right? So yeah, man, I think I'm going to take one up on that. And plus... Uh, well, what I was going to say is it's a cheap date, right? But not necessarily, right? Because you're probably spending a hundred bucks on the tickets yeah. and then $20 Food of beer. Drinks are not yeah. cheap. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, it's, again, it's a, it's a fun atmosphere. It's, yeah. um, I just, I think it's a, especially if it's a nice day, if the roof's open, you know, it's just a, a cool place to go. Yep. And it's not, again, your typical, let's go have dinner and drinks or True. let's go to the bar or, you know, things like that. I've also done top golf. Top golf is fun. To yep. You know, they may not be great at golf. Um, I've actually <laughs> played quite a bit, but, um, again, I guess I'm going back to all these things that I love to do and I'm good at, but, uh, <laughs> well, Hey man, I mean, I think one of the things that we need to recognize is determining compatibility yep. in a partner. I think it's quite often we need to find someone that likes the same things that we yep. do. Right. So, don't feel like that's being selfish or anything like that. Say, so yeah, ladies, mm-hmm. if you are golfers, hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> I actually know one who I think you would be very attracted to who's super single, and you might know her. Uh-uh. Uh, but uh, but she does live up north. So, uh, But anyways, uh, north as in the woodlands, yeah. not as in Michigan. But, uh, <laughs> but anyways, yeah, exactly. Uh, so let's talk about this, man. Yep. So I've got a few exes. Um, my relationship with my ex-wife is incredible. Yeah, we've got three ki- we've got three kids together. 
amazing co-parents. We see each other two, three nights a week because I go to the, the baseball games and the mm-hmm. soccer games and, and out in Katy. And uh, I'm actually really good friends with her boyfriend as well, which is uh, incredible. Um, and so, like, I am proud of the fact that I have a great relationship with my ex, right? Now, granted, I think that she doesn't want to bite the hand that feeds her, right? Because if the kids ever needed anything outside of the scope of, you know, just the standard child support, yep. right? I'm always going to be there to go above and beyond to support my family, right? But with that being said, I hear so many guys that talk about like crazy exes. And I feel like I've been like super fortunate in dodging that. So like, Tell me about you. Do you have any crazy exes? And if so, like maybe give me some stories <laughs> about what they did to showcase their craziness after you guys had already broken up. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. Um, you know, fortunately, um, knock on some wood here, um, I have not really dated anybody that's flown a crazy flag too much. Okay. Um, there was somebody that I dated a, tum- a number of years ago. And actually, I just had a conversation with another friend of mine who knew her Uh-oh. really well. <laughs> was it here in Houston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. We brought this up. Um, but um, actually, the conversation took place at an Astros game. Ran into a friend of mine I hadn't seen in a while. Um, but this girl was super sweet. Um, but I think she had some insecurities. Um, that's probably the nice way to put it. Yep. Um, but long story short is that we had start- stopped seeing each other. Saw a little bit of the – I'd heard some stories from some of our mutual friends and – said, you know what, I don't think I want to go down this path. Um, mm-hmm. So we decided to end things. And um, literally, we kind of stayed friends, but not not in regular contact. It would, we'd mm-hmm. see each other out and about, say hi here or there. Well, I got this random text from her one night. Uh-oh. And she's like, hey, um, what are you doing? And I'm, it was kind of late. I was actually... Hey, was it the WID text or did she spell it out? Hey, what are you doing? Because those mean very, yes, very yes, different yes, things. Yes. So it wasn't the WID Yeah, okay. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I, I promise you that. But anyway, mm-hmm. she... If she's listening to this, she'll probably remember this. Maybe not. I don't know. Yep. Um, she reached out. She said, hey, what are you doing? I said, listen, I'm, I'm asleep. What's up? And she's like, hey, I'm in, I'm in trouble. And I'm like, what's, what's going on? And she's like, I, I ran away from my house. Oh, my God. And I'm <laughs> hiding in some bushes on TC Jester with my dog. Yeah. And I'm like, you're what? And I'm thinking, all right, what do you, what do you want? Yeah. Like, what, what, what this point? And this is all want? through text. This, this isn't well, even this a call. Well, this is text, and so then I uh-huh. call her. Sure, sure. And I'm like, what, what do you do? Yeah, you like genuinely yeah. fear for her right, safety. Right. Like, you're not a shit bag. Right, yeah. right. I'm going to, I, I uh-huh. actually, in that moment, I'm like, hey, I, yeah. what's going on? So she's like, hey, my parents are worried about me about something. They called the cops. They all showed up at my house, and I ran away. <laughs> And this is a grown ass woman. Yeah, she was in her thirties. Okay, um, and or maybe late twenties at that time. This sure, has sure. been a while, but um, I'm, I'm I'm going through the mental register of all the girls I know that live on <laughs> TC Jester, by the way. Uh, and I can't promise she lived right right by. Yeah, her, yeah, yeah. But, uh, that's where she said she was. I think she said she just said she was hiding in the sure, bushes sure. with her dog. And I said, um, all right, that's fine. Um, and so I said, well, let me, what, what do you need? She's like, well, you need to come pick me up. Yeah. Cause I ran away. I was like, no problem. I'll be there. Where is it? She's like, I'll send you the, I'll send you the, um, the pin, the, the pin. I'll yeah. show you where I am, whatever. And so I'm talking to her. So I get in my car and I call her. I'm like, where are you? She's like, Hey, I'm so-and-so I'm still hiding in the same place. Uh, by the way, when you pick me up, I want to go back to your place. Okay. No, I'm not going to, if the cops are looking for you, sure. you're worried about you. I'm not harboring right. a fugitive. I'm yeah. gonna go, I don't know what, what it is you're running from. Yeah. I'm going to take you back to your place. She's like, no, if you come pick me up, I have to go to your place. I was like, no, I'm not going to, I'm not going to agree to that. Great. I want to make sure you're okay. Yeah, yeah. And she's like, well, if you're not going to take me back to your place, then fuck you. Then I don't want to talk to you again. I was like, well, I mean, again, I'm trying to help you out here. Sure, sure. And, um, she said, no, I'm not, don't come, don't even come show up if you're not going to take me back to your place. I was yeah. like, okay. So, and she hung up on me. And, and did, have got, you talked to her since? Nope. 
Never. What do you, do you think? What is? What do you think, man? Do you think it was just an elaborate ploy to end up at your house and no, in your bed? No, I think she was. Uh, no, I don't think so. Okay, I think she was actually generally ran away because okay. I think she had some going through some things. Sure, um, sure. Just based on some mutual friends that we have, and I'm not going to even explain. Yeah, yeah like, I understand specifically yeah. what that was, but um, yeah, it just it, you know, I was trying to help somebody out, but I mean, again, I had, she had already expressed some a little bit of that crazy freak flag mm-hmm. flown before, and this um, <laughs> kind of topped it. But I, it's funny, I see her out here and there every once in a while. Yeah. No contact. Don't don't say anything. I don't I don't really care to. Yeah. But yeah, the, I have she, a suspicion on who I think that it we is. We can talk but. after this. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> the, um, she would send me after that. She sent me just a line of text that were just f you f you f you yeah. like this. And has she gotten plastic surgery within the last eighteen months? Not that I'm aware. Of. Oh, okay. No. Understood. Uh, so I actually got that crazy call last night. Really? No joke from a girl that I'd gone on one date with. Uh, it was a shit show. We went to sporting club. This was the first date. Yep. We went to sporting club. She said, hey, a friend of mine is in town from L.A. The guy shows up with like – he's a business owner. He's there with his VP and, they, and they're like in their 40s. They're Arab guys. Okay. And they have two smoking hot six-foot-tall blondes that are like 21, 22. Right, of course. and they're in town from LA, so like I wonder where they met them, right? <laughs> so, anyways, and so we're on the date, and, and this is like the third place that we'd gone to, and to like you know dinner, and I'd met her at her hotel, and we had a drink at the hotel bar, etc., mm-hmm. because she was in from out of town for work, but uh, but she didn't like that I was being a little maybe too overly flirty with one of the the twenty two two year old strippers. Yep, we'll just call it like what it <laughs> is, right? Uh, so we were at like those elevated tables in mm-hmm. sporting club that are like very near the bar right, right. there. And, uh, and so she makes a comment where she's like, why are you even talking to that B? Right. She's not even cute, blah, blah, blah. And then I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm just being social. Right. Yeah. And so anyways, this stripper chick hears her, uh, talking negatively about her <laughs> oh, Lord. and like literally gets up. She's a, a full foot taller than the chick. And so she's like looking down on her and she's literally going off with like the cash me outside, cash me outside. Like, <laughs> like who the fuck do you think you are? You're, you're like 50 years old. You're older than my mom. This girl is 33 years old, Adam, wow. you know? And so, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so I got to see like this altercation between the girl who I was with that I had just met that yep. one day, right? Because I like was connected to her on Instagram and she just so happened to be in town from uh, out of town. And so anyways, I got her an Uber to go back to her place. I didn't even feel like driving her back to her hotel. Yeah. I went home. It was a colossal shit show. We remained friends on social media. We weren't sending each other memes for like a month or two months. And yep. then all of a sudden it picked back up. And then boom, last night, I get a call. At 2 a.m., I slept through it. My phone yep. was like on vibrate, right? And uh, and I wake up, I roll over, I check my phone at like 5 a.m., you know, like when you go up in the middle of, sure. to go to the restroom. And I had like unresponded to texts saying like, hey, I'm in a bad place. Like uh, it was a shit show. Like she used the word like assault, right? So like I call her thinking I'm going to get her voicemail. And she's like literally sleeping in her car at a rest stop in Baytown, Texas. She was trying to find her way back to her hotel and she ended up in Baytown. Wow. Yeah. 
And so I don't know. I, like, I don't know, man. There's a lot to the story. Yeah, but, seems like uh, it. From the outside, very seemingly nice lady, right? Yep. Um, she's a mother, uh, you know, and so there comes an element of responsibility that Absolutely. you uh, a- a- anticipate with that. But, man... It's going to be pretty hard-pressed for me to, like, get in my car and go pick her up at fucking 2 a.m. The next time I get the shit show right. call. So, uh, it's crazy. So, that's not really an X, but definitely in the crazy category. Yeah, there's some sure. crazy ones out there. <laughs> luckily, again, I've, most of the people I've, I've gone out with, whether it's a dater here or there or we've gone out more, you know, I've remained friends with. I think if you treat people with respect, um, mutual respect, um, no matter what direction the relationship goes, I think you can still kind of have that maintain that friendship. I yeah. see how so many people that I've gone on dates with out, out about all the time and say hi. Yeah. How you doing? Things like that. Yeah. No, totally get it. Uh, so let me ask you something else, man, yeah. because this came up the other day. This was a girl that I'd gone on maybe one or two dates with. She's a dentist and um, she has about half a million dollars in student loan debt, right? Yep. Um, but she's also in a position where she's making over 250 grand a year at yep. 30 years old. Um, and she'd given me some insight that, um, her ex had always like loomed that over her head that she was carrying so much debt into the relationship. Right. And so I wish he was in like corporate finance so he can like model it out to like, look at debt to income ratio and, you know, yield and the journey to like, you know, climbing the ladder as a dentist and and a multiple office dental owner. And, and, uh, because it's, you know, the path to profitability was like four or five years, right? Just based on her income. But uh, the point that I'm making is, is like, do you even, right? Because like you have nice shit, you have a great career. You've obviously experienced financial freedom in your life. Um, Do you look at a woman carrying six figures in student loan debt into a relationship as a massive negative component? I mean, I guess it depends on the, what, you know, student loan debt, if somebody is that, or just debt in general. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, gosh, I, I feel like that's not really a conversation that's gotten that far <laughs> in some capacity. Sure, I mean, sure. I guess if somebody brings it up, um, I would be curious why. You know, is it a shopping addiction? Is it, you know, they go out too much? Um, yeah. They not control what they're spending, things like that. If it's student loan debt and they're, you know, now they're a doctor or they're a lawyer or they. Yeah, and they've got three, four hundred grand. Yeah. You know, blessings that other people have as far as parents being able to pay for school mm-hmm. through the whole process, mm-hmm. things like that. Um, I guess it depends Let's on. Let's talk the, about the flip side then. Let's say if, it, if they have a master's degree in, you know, XYZ. And they went to Baylor or yep. TCU, private school. They've got $180,000 in student loan debt. And now they're 28 years old and they're making 55 grand, 60 grand. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I don't, I doesn't, again, I don't know that that conversation has ever come <laughs> up. But I mean, in the scenario, I mean, again, sure. I guess it depends on, you know, if we got that far, I would just have an idea of, you know, I would want to know what, what, what are your plans to kind of, rid yourself of this you certainly know? yeah i mean i've been in places in times before where i've had debt before it's when i was in my 20s and mm-hmm. had to get out of that and it was a very it's it's a very stressful um time it looms over you mm-hmm. it, can, it can eat you up quite a bit and i didn't even have a you know a ton of debt sure sure um, but it was significant enough where you kind of you think about it yeah so yeah I don't, I don't, 10 15 grand whoever's listening perfectly fine yeah totally understandable but you know you're right you don't really start to have those questions or answered 
until you start visualizing your finances right. being joined, right? And right. so that's typically whenever you're thinking about proposing. And so, no, just curious. I know that had come up with this one person in particular, and I tried to illustrate to her that it wasn't a big deal in general because yep. she had created this amazing career because of the debt that she'd gone into, yep. right? And so, I mean, um, if somebody doesn't mm-hmm. have that career or hasn't gone that path in education and they have hundred thousand dollars in debt, there's obviously another issue there sure. that you probably don't want to step into. Um, but you know, if it's hey, I've had to take care of some family things or you know, medical issues, whatever. Yeah, totally you know, understand. You don't, you don't know the situation, so you kind of dive into it. But again. I can't sit here and say that that conversation. Sure, sure. Let me ask you this. I'm going to change the script then. Yep. So now we want to talk about you. Uh-oh. Right? We've talked about, you know, what you like. We've talked about your career, your, you know, focus on fitness. Tell me what your proudest accomplishment is in life. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's multiple things that I feel proud about, you know, having my own company and just, um, but the one thing that I really, really always go back to is I love to give back to others mm-hmm. and you know my hence the name of your firm give back recruiting <laughs> so but you know i have a motto that i always say if you have the ability to give back you have the responsibility to give back wow and it's not always about monetary giving back it's time it's volunteering it's you know just can you help someone you know mm-hmm. does, does a friend need help moving nobody likes to help their friends move but hey can you say hey you know i'm not busy on that saturday i'll come over and help you pack or move or whatever that is mm-hmm. so i'm I just, I love the fact that I get to be part of that. And I've had a lot of people, know, like, no people, a lot of people know that I've been doing that for a while. It's been yeah. 10 plus years, started doing a lot of work with St. Jude over the years, and I've worked with a number of others. But um, people have come to me and said, hey, how do I get more involved? And, you know, my question to them is, what do you want to be involved with? Because, you know, the five or six, seven charities that I've done a lot of work with, may not resonate with them mm-hmm. and they may want something completely different. Mm-hmm. So, and there's so many, there's hundreds of different charities out there that no, you're absolutely so, right. But that's something that I've always been really proud of. And I, I, I hold on to that no matter what I have going on in my life, I always will make time to give back and absolutely. Um, that's a little bit bigger than me. Yeah. So it, it, it kind of sounds like you've gone through that exercise where you essentially found your why, right? Yeah. Um, and it's funny that you mentioned that about, We all have different things that we're passionate about, right? Some people are passionate about Habitat for Humanity or, you know, certain other organizations that are providing, right, literacy for underprivileged youth, right? You know, me personally, I've got a soft spot in my heart for single moms, right, that are trying to raise multiple kids. I mean, that was the environment that I was in. My dad left when I was 10 years old. And I didn't see him again until, you know, he was in a coffin at his funeral. Right. And so um, with, with that being said, like, you know, I'm also like super participatory and giving back to individuals in those communities. I'm also very passionate about um, pouring into others that are not formally college educated. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I went to college for four years. Um, but I also worked full time because I didn't have the luxury of having parents that could help, you know, complement the expense of going right. to school. Right. And so uh, I've got 83 credit hours. I never finished. I've got a 3.6 GPA and started my first company at 24 years old and never went back. Yeah. Right? And so uh, I like to give opportunities to people that, you know, are not formally college educated, but are still intelligent, hungry, aggressive, motivated, inspired and et cetera. So. Um, that's awesome, man. It's, it's incredible that you give so much of your time and your finances back to the community. Um, so let me ask you this. What's one thing about you 
that maybe 99% of the people that know you don't know? Sure. Um, this may surprise a lot of people, and I'm going to be very careful how I say this. Okay. Um, but I'm not sure I want kids. So, okay. um, and it, but it surprises a lot of people because I, I do a lot of work with various charities oh, with kids and that things is like true. that. And, yeah, and, yeah. and people have come to me and said, hey, we think you'd be a great dad, whatever. Sure. But, you know, as I've gotten older, I've, I've gotten to the point where I'm not, I'm not sure. You know, again, it, I always tell people it's not, a, it's not a hard no, but it's not an easy yes. Sure. So, um, and that's a conversation I, a lot of times I'll have up front with people. Dude, um, I think you're going to scare so many women off with that, though. Have yeah. you found that to be the case or it doesn't really get brought up on first and no, second I mean, date? No, I, I try, uh-huh. you know, we have the conversation because I think sure, it's sure. important to bring that up when, especially if you meet somebody that you, you generally have an interest in, you can yeah. see somebody mm-hmm. being a, a fit for you. Um, and it does. I mean, there are a lot of people that are out there that are for sure want that two, three kid, you know, some mm-hmm. just want one, you know, and again, it's not a part of me also is very understanding that. You know, maybe when I meet the right person, that may change. Yeah. And I'm very understanding to that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's, you know, if somebody came to me and said, um, you know, hey, I'm interested in having three kids, I'm going to probably say, hey, probably not for me. Yeah. At least not this part I've, of my have life. You, have you unpacked that with your therapist or figured out what, what kind of inspires that opinion? Or I mean, I've had conversations with, sure. with various people about okay. it. But, um, and I've actually, surprisingly, I've met a handful of people, even recently, that kind of have similar thoughts. Oh, I totally mind. agree. Yeah. yeah. So, but it does, I mean, it is, I would say it, it hinders the pool of dating a bit yeah. because there are a handful of people that really want that and that's their passion and that's great. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, love, I have a niece that's 18 months and she's amazing. And oh, wow. I, I, she, I mean, FaceTime with her this morning, they're out in California, but, um, you know, I just, I love to spoil her, but absolutely give her back. <laughs> Absolutely. No, incredible. Well, man, thanks for sharing. I know that's not an easy thing to share, you know, especially when you're single, you know, never married, no yeah. kids and, and, um, you know, obviously actively looking for something serious, right? So let's talk about something serious. Yeah. Um, it's not that serious, but whenever, <laughs> whenever a relationship does become, you know, let's say monogamous, right? Um, when's the right time to start posting girls to your Instagram wall? That's a good question. Um, actually, people give me a hard time because they think that I date all the time. Okay. I, I post a lot of different pictures. Sure. Um, and a lot of times it's different girls. Yeah. Um, and I have to, I'll set the record straight. I do go on dates um, mm-hmm. you know, here and there, but I don't date as much as people think I do. Just because a lot of the people that go to these events with me are friends of mine. Sure. And the reason why is because, you know, when the market, when, when the market, when the, when COVID wasn't going around, <laughs> the market too, but when COVID wasn't around, you know, I was going to average 10 or 12 events a year. And, at least. At least. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And those are kind of the bigger gala type yep. events. Mm-hmm. Um, so if I'm not dating somebody, I don't necessarily want to take a first or second date to one of those. Very true. For numbers, mm-hmm. numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I'd rather just take a friend who I know can hold their own. Mm-hmm. A lot of these events I'm helping with or hosting. So I'm busy. I got to do things, help out. So mm-hmm. they kind of have to be able to tend to themselves at yeah. times. Mm-hmm. And so I've made the mistake of taking somebody that I'm fairly, you know, newly dating that couldn't handle it. And, um, it, it just, it kind of backfired and it ended up being not a very fun night. Mm -hmm. Um, but you know, as far as to answer your question, when is it appropriate? I think when you are, um, when you both decide that, Hey, you're the one for me and I'm the one for you. And I'm not talking about 
even marriage. I'm just talking about, hey, we're going to date. We're going to be together. I'm going to be proud to raise my hand and say, this is my girlfriend. Right, this right. is we're my girlfriend. We're going to walk into a McIntyre's or sure. a Drift or a sporting club or yeah. a dinner or whatever. Um, and we're together and people know that. Absolutely. You know? um, and I think it's also, you know, I mean, I keep a pretty, I like to keep, even though I'm very social when it comes to dating, I keep a pretty private life. Okay. But at the same time, I think it's also when you meet that person you really like, it's good to be proud of that person. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and I don't want to say show them off. That's not, the well, your words part, of affirmation, yeah. right? And so show in a way them, it show is them show them, them off. Yes, Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. Not parade them around, but say, Hey, look, I'm proud to be with you. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, so let's take it one step further. Is it one month? Is it three months? Is it six months? Is it a year? I think every person is a little bit different. Okay. I think you can meet somebody and go sure. on three or four dates and go, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm all about this person. Oh, wow. And I think you that's can very 41 year old of you. Yeah. And then I, and then I think it takes a little bit longer. Sure. 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 I, I'll tell you this. If I'm with somebody for three months, they better be on my Facebook. hundred percent. That's, that's a, I'm, I'm in at that point. It's it's funny. I, I noticed this the other day whenever uh, I did the post about you that you were going to come on the podcast, um, and I looked at your wall, and we were looking for a headshot to put on the graphic, and I laughed because on my Instagram wall of 300 photos, I have one girl, one girl in it, and then of yours, you have a few girls. But my one girl was also one of your few girls. And then I started to look at all of the other Houston singles that are in our age demographic, the 35 to 40, right? Yep. And this girl is the utility friend plus one date in most of their profiles, Liz Coleman. Oh, yeah. It's hilarious that I saw her probably in five different guys' profiles. And she's off the market during yeah, COVID, yeah, right? Awesome. Yeah. So she's married now. Absolutely. Married, married on the way and yeah. Good for them. No, I'm very happy for her. Liz is awesome. Yeah. We uh, we co-chaired an event together um, with Homemade Hope, and she's she's got a great heart, and she throws some amazing parties, and yeah, she's she's a badass. Um, she will always be a really close friend of mine. But yeah, we we've had some good times together. Absolutely. So I'll give a Liz plug also. Um, whenever I was very very fresh, separated, wasn't even divorced. Hadn't even moved inside the loop yet. Still lived like with my brother out in Katy, right? Mm-hmm. Whenever we were exploring things, uh, Liz invited me to one of her house parties. It was one of her themed house yeah. parties. It was a dinosaur theme. <laughs> and uh, because she was like, Jeremy has to meet people, yeah. right? Like all his friends are like married in the suburbs. And I remember parking and being so nervous. I knew no one except for her. And I probably met three or four people that turned into like really good long-term friends at that party. So a uh, huge Liz Coleman fan. Uh, and so awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, you guys are super participatory in that, in that uh, charity as well. So yep. awesome. man, that's really all the questions that I had for today. I don't know. I think maybe we spent about 40 minutes together, but um, what's the next step, right? I mean, you'd mentioned you're single. I think you highlighted that you maybe are potentially looking for something a little serious. How do people get a hold of you? I mean, good question. Um, send a pigeon or a, <laughs> put some balloons outside your house. I'll find you. No, yeah. Um, you can find, find me on Instagram. Um, obviously you'll plug it, yep. but, uh, feel free to reach out. Um, you know, I, I date here, there, um, kind of casually dating, but, um, you know, I'm definitely open to, uh, you know, finding somebody great. And, um, but I just, at the end of the day, I also love meeting new people, um, getting people involved. If people are interested in, 
um, getting more involved in various charities. Um, love to talk to people about that as well. Um, but yeah, just uh, awesome. Usually you can find me. What's the Instagram handle? It's, yeah, it's A-L Greer, G-R-E-E-R, 1980. Awesome. Adam Greer, man, it was such a pleasure to get to know you so much better. Thank you for having me in your home. And hopefully this goes viral and we find the love of your life off <laughs> yeah. of a podcast post. So yeah, we'll see. awesome. Have a good morning, bud. I appreciate it. Thanks, Jeremy. All right. Bye, guys.